Well, it's not even halfway through the season and we're going to have a bit of fun today. We're going to play if, buts and maybes. I like a good prediction. And seeing as we seem to be making all of our guests make crazy prediction about who's going to get the Stanley Cup, then we thought this seems to be an ample time to step back, take a big picture and see who on earth do we think is going to be in the Stanley Cup playoffs next year. I think it's fair to say it's been a bit of a, a strange year in terms of teams have done much better than expected and also some teams who we might have thought will have had a better season by now have been struggling and yeah as Claire says it's a nice time uh, to kind of take stock just before Christmas and have a look and see where everybody is. I think also we may live to regret this episode so we're putting ourselves on the line and saying that you can hold this one to us uh, huh. in April if you wish on a scale of 1 to 10 how much do you think we will regret this compared to you saying Freddie Anderson's the best goaltender in the NHL <laughs> this season because <laughs> since you said that he has been terrible it's only one game and he was a healthy scratch for his first game as a Leaf pretty much since you said that how and do you feel that you have potentially cost the Leafs a Stanley Cup I've let myself down <laughs> I've let my family down Leafs nation down <laughs> me down all the Leafs fans down. I'm sorry. It's unbelievable. Anyway, moving very swiftly on, because that is a subject I cannot <laughs> dwell on. <laughs> there, that's our introduction. <laughs> well, I tweeted the other day saying that my summary of Toronto Maple Leafs week had been, how the heck did that just even happen on an amazing win against uh, Buffalo Sabres? It was an unbelievable rivalry. Then it was what I thought was going to be the comeback kids against Columbus, but then, uh, sorry, Detroit Red Wings. Yeah. And then they lost out. It was a blooming close call. And then what I just called a pile of poo, um, which was, uh, yeah. I've blocked it out now, Boston Bruins. I've blocked it out, yeah. I've blocked, you know, oh, when, when these games Good happen, family. you shut the laptop and you walk away. And that's the good thing about being able to watch it in your bedroom. You can just move on quite quickly. Whereas when you've invested time and you've sat there and you've spent the money to go and watch the game and you consume and you're in that kind of place, it's horrendous. But, I mean, if there was ever a week that shows you how changeable this game is, then have a look at the week in the life of a Maple Leafs fan. I found, uh, I, I admire you for having the ability to be able to just shut the laptop, switch off and carry on with your life because that loss to Boston has been going around in my head ever since I watched it and it was just so frustrating. Dis Detroit was frustrating because... They played terribly and they didn't bother showing up until the third period against yeah. the team that they should be beating. No team is easy to beat in the NHL. However, Detroit are the closest thing. So, Oh, I don't know. What about LA Kings? Okay, fair point. LA Kings probably are up there too. But Detroit are a team that you should be able to get a result against. And the Leafs proved that by switching it on for the final 15 minutes and drawing level and scoring three unanswered goals or whatever it was to then losing overtime okay I can take that 
But where were you the rest of the game? Okay, yeah. so that happens. And then you think, okay, right, we're going on to Boston. Saturday night's the big game. Boston are kind of that, that team that you just hate to lose to. You've missed a critical part to the story here, that William Nylander returned to the ice. So there was a hell of a lot of um, pumped-up energy about Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. But, but ha- when you change up the Toronto Maple Leafs team... Well, except for the fact that Toronto have given away, I can't even, I've lost count of how many goals in those two games, like what, 11, 12 goals or something like that in two games. William Nylander wasn't on the ice for any of them. Oh, so okay. very, there are people out there who are going, well, William Nylander, bet he wished his side at the beginning of the season. Nothing to do with him. Like, he is fine. Leave him alone. He's just doing his little thing, getting back into the game, wondering what the hell's going on with the rest of his teammates because they have had a whole, like, half a season and have been awful in the last two games. And then against Boston, again, I mean, a great game for a neutral. If you're a neutral watching that game, that was brilliant because that was, like, real rough and ready hockey. It wasn't particularly pretty at times. Boston played physical because that's what they do. And but but yet again, the Leafs are their worst enemy. And you sum it up when you look at the game and you think, again, against a depleted Boston team, they should have won that game. And if they'd have played like they can do, they would have done. Yeah, I mean, I actually watched that game thinking of a Christmas pantomime. You could see mm. the, the, the good characters and good the bad one. characters <laughs> and maybe some of the men dressed in tights. And, yeah. it, you know, it was uh, fantastic. And we, we actually, if you've not listened to last week's episode, we talked about um, the physicality in the game and how this was disappearing. And we heard uh, Austin Matthews and Mike Babcock talking about the, that the physicality was disappearing from their team, yeah. but their, the way that they handle that, uh, they respond to that kind of, uh, you want it, come and get it, with a solid power play. You didn't quite go to plan. I bet right. they wish they regret saying yeah. that. But what we saw in that game was actually, although Toronto is not a typical um, team where you have these larger-than-life big characters like your Tom Wilson's, Max Domi, no. then we saw people step up. We know Nazim Kadri is, you know, he's he's shown his lovely, white, beautiful teeth <laughs> several does. times. He also has a white mouth guard, I think, as well, which yeah. often gets mistaken for his teeth, I too. think there should be a star <laughs> that appears every time he opens his mouth. <laughs> And uh, then some unsurprising kind of goading, which made me think about this pantomime thing where there was a moment where Ron Hainsey, uh, did he actually drop the gloves? Oh, yeah. He threw the gloves off, didn't he? I forget who with, but it was a come on, come on, have a go if you think you're hard off. He did the hands and everything. It was Wagner and it was my only counter to that and my frustration was and this is why I say it must have been a great game to watch as a neutral because you had two teams who were you know really aggressive and really going for it but that there's a reason why Matthews and Babcock said we should answer this this roughness and this physicality with our power play and our play because that is what they are good at what they are not good at is playing the physical game so Zach Hyman you know, who is one of the tougher Leafs out of them all. Tougher? He looks like he's 12 years old. Oh, he's big. But he's big, though. And you see him, and he's big, and he's... He's a tall 12-year-old. He plays that tough game. And he's in the corner, he's in the boards. So when he hit McAvoy, which was a bad hit, 
I can't. I can't defend that. This is this is a video which is on uh, NHL player safety. Yeah, because um, review. Su- subsequently he's been given two games suspension for it, which I don't. I can't see many fans. Uh, you know, from looking at the reaction to it, I can't see many fans arguing about that because he, do you know what? He probably did deserve it, but. The problem is, you look at this, and what happens as soon as he makes that hit on Charlie McAvoy, a few minutes later, one of the Boston Bruin thugs comes out and targets, guess who, Morgan Riley, who is the identical player to Charlie McAvoy. So you take our guy down, we're going to take your guy down. You could see it coming from a mile off. And then the Leafs are getting into a game that they can't beat Boston at. They can try and lay a big hit, Mm. but then Boston have got a queue of people lining up to go, well, I'll take him, I'll take him. And so I I don't, I I get that there was a bit of fight and that's good. And, you know, they didn't just let them, you know, take the, but at the same time, we're playing a team whose forte is to be like that. Yeah, again, I think it's an emotional response as well that, at that point, Toronto were it. down. What, yeah. 6 2, 6 3. But so six, they three, needed. 6 3 on the foot, like going play forward, smart. trying to. Yeah, exactly. And you're at the point where you've just scored, you've just answered it. And the one thing Toronto know they can do is score. When they get going, they can score and teams can't stop them. So why then you think, well, now's the time to up the physical game? Come on. So I found that game the worst thing for my blood pressure possible because I found myself going back to those primal instincts of, oh, yeah, like when Hainsey drops the gloves because Morgan Riley gets a horrible hit from Wagner and the Bruins. I'm thinking, great, well done, Ron. Brilliant. You're Mm. a hero. Get the parade out for Ron Hainsey. And then, but at the same time, I'm thinking, this is not not productive, guys. This is not going to get us a win. And this is the problem, I think, sometimes about being an NHL fan from afar. (laughs) Because a lot of the times we're having these conversations either late at night Mm. or early in the morning on our own and we're frustrated. And then, you know, the housemate or the other half... I was staying at my grandparents last night. Oh, how did they take your moodiness? Um, Well, they wondered what was wrong. So I kind of (laughs) popped up. I had dinner with them. It was lovely. It was lovely to catch up. And then uh, I said, oh, and I'm just going to go off and uh, watch the hockey from from last night. And so I disappeared for a couple of hours and then uh, I came back. And yeah, quite frankly, I was in a foul mood. (laughs) And you try and explain to them. And as you say, explaining to friends, colleagues, grandparents as to why you're in a mood because the Boston Bruins have done it again. Yeah. Hard. Well, we're going to kind of do a bit of a, a recap of some of the things that have happened around the league and also um, look into uh, attempt. We've got a scrap piece of paper and a pen and some post-its of how we're going to put together our NHL bracket challenge right now, even though we're about 30 games in the season. Um, it's a but good I'm, benchmark there, 30 games. It's a good uh, benchmark. I yeah. like it. We'll give it, we'll give it a go. Uh, one of the things I just thought just, just came to my mind, actually, is you were talking about um, being at your grandparents and then having to go and have a little sulk on your own. Yeah. I actually last night went to a live hockey game and it was a local derby close to here where we hang out in Manchester. Yeah. So it was Altringham Aces and uh, Witness Vikings. Okay. And um, they're one of the lower leagues and they've got a good history of a derby. But what it made me think as I was sat in the stands, Mm. my feet were freezing. (laughs) You forget there were people there who had like little quilts over them and stuff. It's a very old-ish rink. Uh, It's not one of these glamorous arena types. Um, 
But when I was sat there, there were things that happened during that. And I used to watch Hockey Live a lot more than I do now. But that kind of feeling that you, at the end of a game when you lose, that you have other people who can, you mm, can just yeah. look at them and just go, oh, yeah. wasn't that awful? Yeah. And even things like, um, which you can't do when you watch on your own, say a goal, a shot on goal um, happens and the goalie does an amazing save or it pings off the the post. Yeah. You can't in your own home go, oh, but there's that beautiful sound when there's a collective of you. Yeah, That's like yeah. quite a guttural sound of a crowd going, yow. Yeah, you know it sounds I mean? much better than when you do it on your own. Yeah, and and <laughs> and just like, you know, just just watching the game and and because these guys are not um pros, they're they're people who have real lives, real jobs and then play. Yeah. But you know, they were falling over a lot and and of that was quite funny, but mm. also the speed and then you could see how because they didn't have the depth and they got a little bit tired. I mean, the home guys at the end of 40 minutes went in to the third a goal down so mm-hmm. it was 2-1 to witness and Ulti were on the power play because there was a 2 plus 10 check from behind or um, check to the head one of these calls so they went into that third period like in a really exciting mm. kind of situation and they just got tired their legs were tired but it really kind of made me think how hard this game is and sometimes I think you can become disillusioned watching NHL on TV because you don't realise how high quality that game really is. Mm. The speed and the training and how, like, just to be a good skater. I mean, in this country, people don't really start training at this kind of sport for many years because it's so expensive. And then, yeah, it just kind of made me sit back and think, yeah, this game is insane, isn't it? Yeah, no, it is. I mean, describing that game, that you went to go and see did sound like you were describing the Leafs at times. Um, I did also talking- see <laughs> someone wearing a um, a Red Wings jersey. Did you? And I gave them some grief, <laughs> which is always lovely. Which is, well, yeah. To get a little yeah. bit of frustration out. Yeah. And I find um, I'm a, a huge uh, fan of um, Steve Dangle, who does a podcast and uh, does a YouTube channel called Leafs Fans Reaction. And that to me is like therapy. Um, and I know he talks about it as like therapy to him because the same thing like he talks to a camera and vents his frustration mm, like he did frig off didn't yeah. he for his Boston reaction I, his Boston reaction was just basically six minutes of him just losing it and I watched that after the game and although I was not in a position to vocalise my frustration with anyone just to hear someone else say the things mm. that you're feeling was my uh, way of dealing with it. So I don't know if if all the NHL teams have somebody like that who's who's doing that on YouTube, but I can I can say that is it's a healthy thing to go and find that person who makes those videos for your team and try and uh, try and have that as part of your post game ritual. Yeah, I tweeted him last night just going thank you. <laughs> Hashtag therapy. <laughs> I'm sure many people did. Yeah, you know what was interesting in that game as well that there was a a female lines woman. I suppose. Lino. What, in the Boston Leafs game? No. Oh. In the local derby that I went to see. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, because I went to the toilet after the game and she was queuing up next to me. (laughs) I just thought it was a a pretty young boy. (laughs) (laughs) 
have you um it's just really weird and i was like how's it how's it be like you know how's it go being a, a lino and yeah. being a woman she said it was horrific to begin with yeah the abuse was unbelievable they tested her like what, anything from the fans or the players the players oh, okay. the language and obviously it's a non-pro league so people yeah. let rip, rip a little bit more and yeah you know there's a little bit more does that happen in the NHL? Do they have female? They do at all levels. Yeah, I've interviewed female refs uh, before. I the uh, can't think I of can't any, but in the world champs, I know there's been yeah. female um, refs. I know I've, I've seen a few um, Oxford City Stars games uh, when I've been down there, and I've I've seen female refs and female lines. But I did wonder whether they had any in the NHL. Well, that can be your homework then, can't? Yeah, it? yeah, I'll yeah. go and find out. Other things that are about so Ovechkin sits at the top. Of the league, with 22 goals scored. He's amazing. 22. I mean, he's not even up there top for points. Um, Mikko Rantanen is up there with 48 points. He's got 36 assists. But you look at someone like Mitch Marner, who's top five of points scored. He's only got six goals, but he's got 34 assists. Incredible, isn't it? The playmakers that are out there. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And, I mean, you look at the likes of Mitch Marner, Mika Rantanen and players like that and they, uh, you often hear this term hockey IQ, which is something that those guys just have in abundance. And the way sometimes, you know, when you're watching it on TV and particularly in the stadium, if you're a little bit far, if you're kind of high up and you can see the whole rink, when you're looking at it, you can kind of see where the players need to pass to and where they need to go because you're looking at it from so high up that you can see the whole rink mm. looking straight down. And it gives you that perspective as a fan and you can kind of go, oh, I should have passed it to the right or he should have passed it to that player there. Whereas realistically, if you're down on the ice, you can't see those things because the perspective is different. Players like Mitch Marner, Mikko Rantanen and others like them, those incredible assist machines that they are, those guys seemingly can have that kind of hockey IQ, that perspective of the ice and know where people are and know the passes to play before some of the players have even thought of it yet and got to those positions. And that's the incredible thing when you watch them. Obviously, I see a lot of Mitch Marner and the way that he plays the puck and passes and moves. You can just tell he is one step ahead mm. of a lot of the players playing. However, the reason why he's not scored that many goals is because he never shoots. And I think that's another thing that some players get caught out on eventually because when they never shoot, defence and goaltenders can play to that and they know that they are going to cover the pass first and the shot mm. second. And that is why when you've got a player like Austin Matthews and others uh, like Conor McDavid and Jack Eichel and, and centres and players like that who have got those shots and can pass as well are so dangerous because the goaltenders and the defence have to cover the shot first, leaving room for other players going forward. Yeah. Jack Eichel, he is an incredible being, isn't he? I'd yeah. not really looked into him too much before that Sabres game the other night, mm. um, but I didn't understand the full history between him and Austin Matthews and how they yeah. played together um, when they were younger and, and that kind of the history and the comparison really so it's, it's what's incredible. happened to Buffalo though I mean after what going 10 straight wins 
They then go on like six straight losses or five straight losses. Well, funny enough, we're going to come on to them okay. when we kind of piece together our bracket challenge. Oh, yeah, good luck are, trying to pin them down. <laughs> they are in a they are in a playoff position yeah. um, at the moment, and actually they're even above Boston and Montreal. So even above Pittsburgh and all these guys. So um, a couple of things, um, goalies. Okay, so who are you going to curse this week? I'm not going to curse anyone. I'd be worried if I was whoever goal tender you're going to talk about in a minute <laughs> well you know it seems like Arizona Coyotes look is not going to plan is it this year no. because first of all they get told they're moving division which we uh were re- I tweeted the link about the athletic article that came out where yeah. it laid out what the travel time difference was for their move we mm. talked about some of the um financial difficulties or uncertainties that they're facing and now it looks like both their number one goalie it, well, number one goalie is out for the remainder of the season, it looks like, and their backup goalie is currently off at the moment. So they've been relying on a backup backup. Is that what you call them? Backup yeah, backup? Uh, yeah, backup backup. But Aiden Hill is currently... Uh, Formerly known as a Garrett Sparks. It's <laughs> um, currently sitting with the highest save percentage of the league. Really? 0.939. How long has he played? He's done seven games. Oh, I thought we were going to say like seven minutes or well, something. It's not too bad, yeah. is it? I mean, in terms of the, the solid people, Pecorine, um, Halak is up there too. Yeah, go on. Say that he's the best NHL goaltender in the league. If you would, Claire, that would be great. <laughs> so I'd love to see him ship six goals and have to be taken off. The one that's been surprising people is Oilers uh, backup. Koskinen. Is that how you say his name? Uh, I'm not quite yeah, sure. Um, yeah, Koskinen. Koskinen. Who's just had his third shutout. Well, the there's season. been some weird ones uh, goaltender wise because Calgary is another interesting interesting one as well because Mike Smith was the number one and then Riddich came in and Mike Smith was awful at the start of this season and mm. then Riddich comes up comes in and plays out of his skin then Mike Smith comes in for a game and plays probably the best that Mike Smith has ever played so it's an incredible scenario in Calgary and some of those other places as well where you go from your starter struggling so he gets replaced and then because the backup does well it ups the game of the starter so then you end up with two goalkeeper uh, goaltenders two on form goaltenders and it happened last year in the playoffs or in the in the Washington Capitals season Braden Holtby was dropped which is just amazing when you think about it now. But he was dropped, and I can't remember the guy who came in. But anyway, their backup goaltender came in and started the playoffs mm. last season. I mean, he started the playoffs, and then Holtby came back in and won the Stanley Cup. So it obviously did well. But that dynamic between the starting goaltender and the backup goaltender, that story has gone through so many different teams this year. And Curtis McElhaney... You've got to talk about him if you're talking about goaltenders. He's now Carolina's starting goaltender. Mm. He came in. He was the Leafs backup. He got picked up on waivers by Carolina as a, you know, cover cover the net a few nights. And now he's their starting goaltender. The GM told him, you should you should get a house here. Right. Amazing. Did he really? Yeah, he did. yeah supposedly. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. Leafs meet them again in the next week or so. So that'll be interesting. Yeah, well, he'll he'll without a shadow of a doubt get a shutout, and uh, yeah, it'll be another probably against Freddie Anderson, who yeah. I've cursed. Yeah, Connor Brown's on the top line. Leafs fans in uh, in the practice on the day that we're recording this, so that's something to look forward to. Uh, can you tell I'm a little bit annoyed this week? 
Just a little bit. At me? Or not at you. No, 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 no. Leafs. Not at you. At the Leafs. No, and I just... Hockey I, in general. I, I, I think maybe now I've got a bigger perspective on this thing. I've been in games and followed teams before where it's been going all cushy and then it's gone horrifically wrong. When's I mean, it been all cushy? If I had some of that... Not necessarily with the Leafs. I have <laughs> if to I had say. some all cushy, I could deal with this. Hey, we've been on streaks where we've been all right. But, you know, I look at someone yeah. right now who's in trouble. Chicago Blackhawks oh, are yeah. facing their seventh straight loss. We know that it's a, a year of change for them. But when you are in that cycle... It's hard to kind of think where you get out. There, well, I know they had a bad year last year, right? I know that. And that was a surprise. and Not many people saw that coming, if any. But nobody imagined after 31 games, they would be rock bottom of the NHL. Mm. I mean, rock bottom. Sacking their coach, Joe, uh, Joe Quenville, which, you know, time will tell whether that was the right thing to do or not. But when you've got players like Kane and Taves and a defence like they've got, it is just astounding to think that they are rock bottom. Yeah, if we kind of set the bar because we're looking at where things are at the league right now. I mean, at the top of the league, Tampa Bay Lightning are 47 points. Chicago and LA have 23 points. So this is the, the difference that we're talking about yeah, I mean, and this is the crazy thing. You look at, I mentioned it right at the beginning of the podcast, uh, how this has been a bit of a crazy start to the season because there have been so many teams who've overachieved or, or overachieved their expectations at the beginning of the year and so many teams who have gone completely the opposite way. And you look at the bottom of the NHL, I don't think many people would have put Chicago, LA, St. Louis, New Jersey, Philadelphia, uh, Florida at the bottom of the NHL. That's in order from bottom up, right? No chance are all of those right down at the bottom. Mm. At the top, you've got Tampa Bay. People expected Tampa Bay to do well. Toronto, probably overachieving a little bit in second place. Um, Calgary is a really interesting one because all of the talk from Calgary at the beginning of the season was how much they're struggling, and yet they're third in the NHL. Then you've got Nashville, who do you expect to be up there? Colorado are, are probably achieving higher than expected. Winnipeg, you'd expect to be there. Buffalo, surprise package, but people thought they were going to be good. So there is a lot of movement. And then in the middle, you've kind of got teams like... The the only one that I look at in that whole 31 teams and go, Pits. Vegas being 14th, that feels about right. Like, I think they've Vegas are having... There's no way Vegas were going to achieve what they did last year. Vegas finishing a mid-table this year, if they can sneak into the playoffs, will be a great result for them. Well, they currently sit in a wild card position, yeah. um, but they uh, basically in the Western Conference, you've got San Jose, Dallas, and Vegas all with thirty-five points, so they're all teetering about that place. Now, San Jose Sharks have had some fantastic games and also some absolute <laughs> stinkers. If they can hold it together and keep themselves in a playoff spot yeah. that feels like a good but situation. how many people i would imagine quite a lot if you went back and look at kind of expert predictions for the for the year would have put san jose probably at the top of the western conference i would imagine most do because you know you've got a, a defense which is unreal and then you add eric carlson i mean you know they missed out on john tavares but then they signed eric carlson You've got an unreal defence on what was already a good team. And yet, 
they've they've been okay, and that's probably the best. I mean, the Western Conference, it switched a couple of years ago. The Western Conference was just so difficult and so many teams vying for those playoff spots. This year, anyone can have one. Like, you look down the league, apart from, you know, probably LA, Chicago, maybe St. Louis. Otherwise, other than that, pretty much all the spots are up for grabs and you've only you've not even got anyone running away with it in the West. I think what's interesting is I've kind of written things down this week rather than kind of looking at lots of different screens. I thought, no, I'm going to write this down and just capture where we're at at the moment. I mean, Anaheim Ducks are having an amazing um, run at the moment. They've won six out of their last seven games, which is fantastic. And they sit rightfully second underneath Calgary in the Pacific. But when you kind of take each of the uh, divisions, um, the one which is surprising is the Metropolitan Division. And uh, sitting in uh, one, two and three, you have Washington, Columbus and New York Islanders. Now, Washington (laughs) have 37 points, right? If that team was in the Central Division, the Atlantic Division, they would be in a wildcard position. If they were in Pacific, they'd be second or third. And the Metropolitan has been so difficult in the past. You've had Washington up there, Pittsburgh, you know, New York Rangers have been great. Columbus have always been around the playoff mark. Philadelphia, New Jersey, these teams, I mean, again, a real strong division that this year Mm. is just looking weak. When I've written out all the different elements of who's in wildcard and who's teetering around that. In the Eastern Conference, there is a lot more room for manoeuvre than at right now at the Western Conference. At the Western Conference, you've got Dallas and Vegas sitting at 35 points in a wildcard position. And you've got Edmonton and Minnesota chasing their heels at 34 and 32 points. But when you look at the Eastern Conference right now, well, Boston and Montreal sit in the wildcard spot at 36 and 35 points. But underneath, you've got a few teams that are all 31 and 30 points. So you've got New York Rangers, Pittsburgh Penguins, Ottawa Senators, Carolina, uh, Detroit. And what's really interesting for New York Islanders who sit in that third place in the Metro Division, um, New York Rangers are 31 points as well, just underneath them in their division. So a real rivalry happening between both those teams at the moment. And both of them didn't even make the playoffs last season. In fact, New York Islands haven't made the playoffs for three seasons. They've never won any silverware and they've only made the playoffs 10 seasons out of their 29 in existence so you could see actually these new kind of rivalries forming and where the the you know the teasing points are and we're talking to a new york rangers fan next week and i think that will be a really interesting conversation about whether the new york rivalry is back because we're talking about that say between toronto and buffalo at the moment that they're just like down the road from each other and how exciting it was as a leaf and a buffalo fan last week to kind of really witness that so throwing the chips up in the air and seeing where they land but it's going to be quite difficult for us to piece together this bracket challenge I think when it comes to the Eastern Conference right now more than the Western Conference yeah I think you're right and I mean you highlighted the New York Rangers and again they're another sorry the New York Islanders and they're another team that everyone expected to have a really tough year I mean you lose John Tavares and 
He was so much a part of that Islanders organisation and to lose him in the way that they did, I think a lot of people thought that they were going to struggle for a few years and they were going to rebuild. They have shocked, I think, as how how well they've done. Although looking at the division, you know, there's still room. I mean, I I just cannot get my head around Pittsburgh being that low down. I think they they will rally and they will push on. Although you're hearing rumours that they're trying to, you know, maybe move Kessel around to try and free up some cap space and all of this kind of stuff. How how true that is, I don't know. But there's talk of it. And teams around again, New York Rangers, they're another one that were planning on a rebuild. They were they were the ones that were going, Okay, we probably need to get rid of they got rid of a load of players last year and again, doing well in that division. But I mean the <laughs> You look at the Atlantic, so the final one, really, and what a, what a division that is. I mean, you could, quite frankly, you could go through it and you could probably, I mean, all the way, realistically, you're going to get playoff teams, Tampa, Toronto, Buffalo, Boston, Montreal are going to be fighting it out for that. I think what would be interesting to say is would we expect looking at this kind of as it stands that Tampa Bay Lightning would sail through each of their rounds not necessarily sail but they would um, judging by their consistency and even the fact that Vasilevsky is out at the moment with a foot injury he's been out since the 14th of November and they're still keeping that kind of pace and that momentum up do you think that they have, by the very nature of the fact that they're 47 points right now, booked their place in the Stanley Cup final? They will be Eastern Conference uh, I, champs. It's. I would. You look at the the stats and you look at the table and you look at their results. And if you were wanted to put safe money on an Eastern Conference team to get to the Stanley Cup final, you would choose Tampa because why wouldn't you? They're the best team. Although historically the best team, the team that wins the President's Trophy, which is the you know the trophy that you get for topping the NHL um, at the end of the regular season, doesn't always necessarily go on to win um, the Stanley Cup because mm. so much can happen in those seven-game series. Tampa Bay, it's weird because I haven't seen them. Pers- like you know, I haven't watched them because they haven't played Toronto yet. They play on Friday or Thursday, which I'm, I can't wait similar, for. Can't similar wait. kind of feel, speedy. Young. Speedy, yeah, speedy. They've got a bit more experience. They've mm. been there a bit longer. Uh, Tampa, they've been at the top. I think there is a feeling within Tampa that they do need to. You know, this is this is probably the best opportunity they're going to get this season because yeah. the, you know it is wide open in the West and the East, as you say. They will probably come out of. And so Washington knocked out Tampa. Um, in the playoffs this year, early early this year, and actually, it, it doesn't necessarily look like a bad guess right now that if Washington have the same success that they did, that they could again be the challengers to Tampa. Yeah, yeah, I think I'd. Yeah, I. It's really hard because you kind of. I watched. I've seen Washington a couple of times, and they do look the real deal. And I think, although their points total isn't right at the top, it's not a million miles away. Although it is, they are ten points behind Tampa already. I mean, ten points 
in a division that's not that great in the Metropolitan, so you'd think they should be able to pick up a few more points. Um, yeah, well, I mean, we'll go on to filling in the bracket challenge in a bit, um, which I'm not looking forward to because I think it's going to be really difficult. But, See, the, um, the, the thing that kind of jumps out at me at the moment, which I think will be quite tricksy, is Nashville, Colorado. Nashville never had a Stanley Cup. You know, they got a final loss, was it a couple of years ago to... Two years ago. To, um, two years Pittsburgh. ago to Pittsburgh Penguins. Mm. Last year, they were knocked out at the conference finals by Vegas. Colorado were knocked out the first round by Nashville uh, last season. Went six games. This season so far, they've played each other twice. They've won one apiece. Mm. Now, I think it will be very interesting in who whether those two might challenge each other and be good good com- competitors when we look on the western side of that bracket. Colorado is an interesting one because they're very much going down the uh, road of which many teams are doing, but they are they are a one-line team. They are, a, you know, they are a team that relies on their top line being incredible and fortunately for them, they have been incredible. Um I think if you look at Washington and what they proved in the playoffs last season was that they had depth and they had that extra layer. And my worry would be, for for what it's worth, looking at Colorado, is that if that top line has an off night or one of them gets injured or anything like that that happens in the playoffs, are they going to be able to compete at that level when they're coming up against teams like Washington and the like who have a lot more depth and also, you know, sorry, Nashville as well. Nashville, you, you mentioned them, they were the surprise candidate two years ago. They they beat all odds. It was a wild card spot, wasn't it, that they, they got and then they got all the way to the final incredible story hmm. and then lost to Pittsburgh. Last season, they, again, against Winnipeg, again, another team, Winnipeg, who who have looked good at times and then looked not good at times. Um, there's very few teams that are consistently night in, night out, performing well. Ironically, we're missing a Vegas from last year who were just brilliant all the way through the season. The closest thing we've got really is Tampa Bay. The Vegas surprise one, for me, might potentially be Dallas this year. I think that they could potentially pull it out of the bag they sit in the wild card position mm. i wonder whether they can stay in that position and do a, do as a little surprise in a you're playoff just doing run. this you're just saying that so former guest of this show matt who was on a podcast of his dallas fan will keep listening that's all you're saying that for that's the <laughs> no. only reason you're saying that no i think when i look i mean you know dallas and vegas sit in the western conference in, in wild card do i think vegas deserve their spot there right now not really sure, actually. I think that might potentially move around. It'd be interesting to see if the Oilers Edmund, took Vegas yeah. um, space. That would be... I And this is my vaguely bold prediction, but with what Ken Hitchcock has done since arriving into Edmonton, if Conor McDavid stays healthy for the majority of the season, because... By the way, he was ill the other day and Edmonton looked awful without him. I mean, rudderless is the word. It was almost like they got the puck and they go, oh, so who do we pass it to? Where, where is 97? Where's he gone? <laughs> um, I mean, I think if Conor McDavid stays healthy 
for this year with Ken Hitchcock in charge and what he can do to that team and what he's done in previous years, they will make the playoffs. I don't think they'll miss out. There is so much pressure in Edmonton to get to the playoffs. And I think by appointing um, Ken Hitchcock, this was a real kind of, we're not, you know, we are not rebuilding. We are not going back to the beginning. We have got a superstar in Conor McDavid and we are going to try and make the most of him. And Ken Hitchcock seemingly, and now they're getting a bit of goaltending as well, seemingly is getting that from his team. Okay, so that kind of covers a bit of the wild card situation, I guess, in the Western. When we look at the Eastern at the moment and that kind of play between Boston, Montreal, New York Rangers, Pittsburgh, Ottawa, Carolina, Detroit, it's hard to really know who's going to have third place in the Metropolitan because that mm. feels like a bit of a movable beast mm. at the moment. Um, and third oh, place in the Atlantic. On, just, just before we move on to that and placing them, did you see the uh, Ryan Reeves uh, hit on Tom, Tom Wilson, Wilson? Right, where he didn't get um, he didn't get suspended for it somehow. But um, did you see the fact that he um, was signing cards afterwards, which picture cards of the hit? Right. Wow. Like proper goading. It went online and all of this kind of stuff. He later apologised and said that it was insensitive. Blah, blah blah. All this kind of stuff. But it still went out there and still did it. The travesty of this NHL schedule is that Vegas aren't playing Washington anymore this season. There is no, no more because my days that would be a matchup yeah. after what happened in that game. So my hope is just because as a neutral it would be an incredible game to watch I would just love Washington to play Vegas in a Stanley Cup final it's the only way they're going to meet each other again again it's not going to happen but imagine sorry anyway carry on (laughs) it's just an aside that I thought I was thinking I've got to mention it and I'll forget it I didn't even know like um, is Tom Wilson okay did he play it the weekend Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Didn't, I don't didn't know if he's bit. back. He didn't went see the off. Follow-up. He went off um, during the game because it was a it was a it was a terrible hit. But then again, it's really bad because as a as a fan, as a kind of a, an NHL fan and a neutral in that game watching it, Tom Wilson gets hit with a really bad hit, and you go, "All right, carry on." I mean, it's hard to feel sympathy for a guy who goes around the league doing it. I don't know. I think there's always a... Everyone holds their breath. They seize a man down and they pause. And then once you know that he's all right, then you kind of have those feelings, don't you? Yes, but. you do. Except except you still... I can't get over the feeling of... If it happens to a player that consistently does it as part of his game... Then it serves him right. And then I think... What are you? What are you thinking? Like you can't think that. That's just awful You're a to monster. think that. Exactly. That's horrible. That's the whole eye for an eye thing. And but at the same time, it is still. People say the the physical game of hockey is gone. It hasn't gone. It's still there. And it's just. I think when when those real big heavyweights match up, it just makes it more of a spectacle. Yeah. We're going to just take a quick short break, but we want you to grab a piece of paper and a pen and we want you to join us in our bracket challenge. We're also going to be talking all-star fan vote and the Winter Classic, uh, things that are happening there, and also hockey cliches. We'll just take a moment to gather our thoughts and get our pens and pencils sharpened. So, 
piece of paper is out. I have it here. I have my post-its here. I can't believe you've got them. But when you told me that Don't you were... I think they make noise, but you know. When you told me you've, you've put together an, an NHL bracket challenge, I was going, oh, that's going to be great. Expecting it to be on your laptop. No, it's actually written out on a piece of paper. I'm old school. I'm old school. You know what? Also, because then I think we, uh, we'll take a picture of this and we'll put it on Twitter. Oh, which... really? Oh, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm going to make you sign it as well. <laughs> <laughs> you're held completely because, accountable because what this is what i hate about doing things like this as a fan because in the eastern conference what am i gonna do who's gonna win every single round that they play who is guaranteed in my eyes to win everyone tampa no toronto of course oh yeah, they've got to because i can't bet against no. them right well how are we gonna start this well, let's start in the uh, Western Conference. In the Western Conference. Okay, so Central and Pacific. So we're looking right now, let's look at the guaranteed, the people who are in um, positions one and two. Um, if we take the Central Division, 39 points apiece, Nashville and Colorado. Do we think they're going to be number one and two in their division? I think that could be quite likely. Nashville and Colorado. I don't know about Colorado. They're they're playing brilliantly. Nathan McKinnon's on fire. Miko Rantanen's also performing just so well. They've got a nasty top line that's just ripping teams They've apart. They've also got the two um, top point scorers in the team as well. In the league, in yeah. their team. But Winnipeg are only one point behind. So do we think that Colorado and Winnipeg could swap over? I wouldn't be surprised... So we're looking at the Central Division, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the Central Division looked exactly like it does now at the end of the NHL season, the okay. regular season. So we're going to put in the top of our bracket, number two and three, Colorado and Winnipeg. And we're going to have I don't know Nashville. which way around. I wouldn't be surprised. I, Doesn't matter. If I was guessing, it would be Nashville, then Winnipeg, then Colorado. They play each other. Yeah. Wild card. Who do we think is going to sit in the wildcard position? So we've got Dallas and Vegas, who are 35 points apiece um, on this. We've got Edmonton behind. I was saying that I thought Vegas might drop out and we'd see Dallas and Edmonton. What do we think? Uh, well, I am I am definitely going with uh, Edmonton in there. Um my only reservation about Edmund putting Edmonton in a wildcard spot is I actually think they might make the top three in the Pacific anyway. Oh, I've kind okay. of got that much confidence in them. Uh, but the other outside shout that I'm going to say sneaks into the wildcard spot. And Matt, you're going to hate me for this because this possibly means Dallas miss out again. Um, Vancouver. Really? I mean, Elias Pedersen is on fire. He's just had his second five-point game, hasn't and he? But what... as well. They've just... And they, I mean, they've got Josh Levo now. I mean, f- former Leafs. I think they'll have a good liner. run, but I think they'll just miss out on the wildcard spot. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put Vancouver in the wildcard spot. Uh, and then for me, I think it's between Dallas and Vegas. I couldn't put Edmonton in third. For Pacific? No. No. I think Anaheim drops. Do you? Yeah. This, I is, think... this is because of a... The only reason they're in second in the Pacific is because of a run. They'll do a Buffalo and then they'll drop. 
So who are you thinking that will sit in the Pacific? Calgary going to sit at number one? Yeah, Calgary yeah. look look. So real we're right good. in that in our yeah. Thing. Calgary will um, finish. San Jose. Top. Do we think that they're going to finish second then in the Pacific? I'm not I sure. think I think they will because I think they I think Eric Carlson will remember that he's a free agent soon. So he'll step it up. I think he will he will really kick in because he'll realize that he has got one very big contract he could sign somewhere and the better he plays the higher that number's going to be. I'm not saying it's at San Jose. I I actually think he might not sign again at San Jose. I think he'll mm. go somewhere else and it might suit San Jose as well. But he is going to really kick in that actually Goals will mean dollars for him, um, and then I think in a in what is a relatively kind of competitive, competitive but not very high scoring division. I think they'll finish second, and then Edmonton will be third. Edmonton third, and then who have we got in our wild cards? Dallas? Are we saying Dallas? So for me, I can't make my mind up between Vegas and Dallas. And Vancouver. I think Vancouver will sneak in. I don't. And I think that it will be between Dallas and Vegas. So this is where our uh, our sheet will differ for the first time. Hang on. So third, like I'm currently saying. Oh, see, I can't. <laughs> it's really odd. What am I saying for this? I'm saying. You can't just go with the league standings. Like things do no, change. I, I know. Elliot Friedman from Sportsnet has this great stat that he go. He said something like, "Teams that are within four points of the playoffs, or teams that are in the playoffs by American Thanksgiving, have something like a, I don't know, like a seventy percent or a really high chance of making the playoffs. Like it's not usually the teams that are in the playoff positions by Thanksgiving make the playoffs by the end of the season. But Anaheim were ruling out of even a wild card spot. Yeah, well I am. Yeah. Oh well, that's true. They might sneak in uh, to a wild card spot, but no, I'm going with. I've got to go with my prediction now. I've said it, so I'm. Well, going... we're saying that Vegas is out. Vegas or Dallas are out. It's a choice. I, well, I think it has to be Dallas over Vegas for me. Okay, we'll go with that. And Edmonton at third. Yeah. Feels like crazy, but I'll write it. This is where we should have got two pieces of paper for each one. No, because it's not competition. <laughs> Right, so who have we got? We've got uh, Dallas and Anaheim. For me, it's Vancouver. Okay, Dallas and... Right, now I have to work out which one goes where. Which wildcard one goes... uh, Dallas can go there in wildcard one spot. And Vancouver can go in wildcard two spot. Okay. So here's the matchups that we've got for first round. We've got... Colorado and Winnipeg. We've got Nashville. Colorado and Winnipeg would play in the first round. That would be amazing yep. if that happened. Nashville and Dallas. Oh, I'd love to see that as a first round. San Jose Sharks v Edmonton. Yeah. Calgary v Vancouver. You've got three... Calgary versus Vancouver. I'm like, we should, we You've should got be commissioners three of the NHL. Like... Canadian teams imagine if that was actually the first round that would be incredible four four canadian teams just in the in the western i'd have to take the week off i'd just have to take the week off just to watch all of that i think colorado would beat winnipeg oh so we're going to carry on on the west are we maybe okay. let's just do it you think colorado would beat winnipeg not a chance Win- this is winnipeg's year it could be 
I think no. I I would have to disagree with you on that one. It, I think you're right about consistency, and actually, Jets have been building on something for a, yeah. a couple of seasons. So if we look at that kind of consistency and experience in goal, that's true. Mm, let's, well, let's 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 the go. Goal with, scoring machine that is Patrick. That's Lyon. true. Let let's put Winnipeg and let's see where it goes. Nashville versus Dallas. I mean, it has to be Nashville, right? Dallas get a good little go. Yeah, I can't see Dallas getting past Nashville. I think that's one of the ones where you do just have to go with the team you'd expect. Um, Nashville, unlucky last year, or didn't play great against Winnipeg. Nashville could be their year. We talk about Winnipeg potentially having their year, and then that would make an incredible second round between Winnipeg and Nashville. It would be a repeat of last season. Yeah, two teams would... I mean, incredible. Winnipeg went through... One game over four three. Winnipeg went through four yeah, it was three. Close. Who would win? Out I'm going. Winnipeg I'm going with Nashville. Nashville. I think Nashville over Dallas. Yeah, are we agreed on that. Sorry, Nash- Matt. Oh yeah, absolutely. But yeah. now, who are we putting through this time round of Winnipeg and Nashville? So Winnipeg and Nashville. Will Nashville want to come back? Yeah, they'll be um, more, yeah. be a bit hungrier. So yeah. we're saying Nashville. Yeah. Nashville. Okay, let's drop down to the other bits. This so, is going to be so embarrassing when this San- is so far off. <laughs> Nashville losing the first round. <laughs> San Jose Sharks v Edmonton. Has to be... Uh, do you know what? At the moment, how would you know with that one? I really don't. For me, that's as good as a toss of the coin. How good is Connor McDavid? How good is Eric Carlson and Brett Burns? Quick, have you got a coin? Martin Jones. Um, I don't tend to carry cash. But, no, I don't either. Um, Calgary and Vancouver. Wow. I, I would. Do you know what? Calgary if are hungry. Of, if if, if well, but can the they keep it up? Came round and said we're going to charge you extra for the playoffs this year. I'd pay it just to watch that game. So you've got a coin. I have. Heads yeah. is going to be San Jose Sharks <laughs> and tails is Edmonton. Um, which one are you going to pick? Heads or tails? Uh, heads. Okay. Tails. Tails. So Edmonton go through. <laughs> Against who do we say? San Jose. San Jose. <laughs> oh, Ken Hitchcock will be getting a uh, hell of a bonus if that happens. Calgary and Vancouver. I mean, you'd assume right now that Calgary have got it Cal- together. Yeah, I think Calgary will do it. I think Vancouver will get in there because I think they've got such an incredible couple of young superstars, and they'll do they'll do like the Leafs did last year or the year before when they just got in the playoffs then they lost to Washington I see them losing to Calgary but I see that being such a good playoff series and then we go to the second round which would be Edmonton v Calgary wow oh this... Gary Bettman sign us up if we could fix the NHL we are fixing it <laughs> to be TV gold Canadians are oh. celebrating it I mean it has to be Calgary do you know what? Again, but in that, yeah, yeah, you've got to go Calgary. But in realistic, if that actually did happen in the real world, who knows? Because there would be so much hatred in that game, so many suspensions. Imagine <laughs> the NHL player safety voiceover guy would lose his voice. The amount of videos that he'd have to record. <laughs> well, let's come back to who we think would win out of Nashville and Calgary when we've gone so through that the what other we've got? side. Nashville and Calgary. That's who we've got for a oh, Western okay. Conference final. Okay, 
Boom. That's not a disaster. If we'd have come out with Vancouver and Edmonton, I'd have been slightly <laughs> worried. I can't believe that we just tossed a coin just to decide. Yeah. Anyway, let's switch to the other side. Let's Oy. go to the east. Beast in the east. We'll Toronto start. win. There you go. Great. <laughs> let's start with the Atlantic, a division oh. that we know very well. So we, we assume that Tampa will stay at number one, which is where they are right now. I think that's a reasonable assumption. Yeah. Tampa. Then we talk about second and third, whether Toronto stay at second. They were chasing with Boston up and down right to the bitter end um, this season, weren't they? Hmm. Do we think Toronto will stay at second? Yes. I'm not. I'm not. I'm genuinely not just saying that as a fan. I looking at the standings, the Leafs haven't been playing that well, really, in the grand scheme of things, and mm. they've been losing some horrible games, and yet they are still in second with 41 points they're already a long way behind Tampa which is depressing but I'm happy with two uh, yeah because the main reason for that is because if we were playing Boston every week Boston would be above us but thankfully we don't and we play other teams the Maple Leafs do and they'll beat other teams so I would say Toronto at second problem is that then we look at third space and we assume it's going to be a Boston it's not right now. It's oh, Buffalo right now with 38 points. Boston have 36 in a wild card position. Montreal at 35, but I'm not quite sure I can see Montreal taking over Boston and I could see Boston and Buffalo switching. So we would assume that it'd be believe, a Boston third place. I can't believe we're going to sentence the Leafs to play in Boston in the first round again. Yeah, but we might be able to choose that they might win, so... Wild card space. I'm not worried about our choice. I'm worried about what happens in the real world when May comes around <laughs> and we go to Game Seven again. Let's go over to the Metropolitan. So we say in Boston, are we? For yeah, for we, third space. Yeah, when we right. go to Metropolitan, we assume Washington and Columbus are going to stay at the top, or we see Pittsburgh come up from a no position and drift oh, yeah. up. Yeah, we don't think they're going to be a wild card. We think that they're going to be a number two or three. I think I think Washington will will finish top of the Metropolitan. I don't think they've they've done enough to prove that they'll do that. Um, I I still just don't see a team with a fit Crosby and Malkin finishing anything other than second. They're only four points behind Columbus now. I mean, yeah. I would say Pittsburgh will finish second. So we put Pittsburgh two, and are we going to put it Columbus like a a three? Out, but I think they will. Yep, Columbus three. I mean, good luck predicting that because you could have, you could have Columbus, New York Islanders, the Rangers. They're all hungry for it I right now, aren't they? I don't see Carolina doing it. There's there's already talk of them needing a forward, and when teams come out saying they need players, it's always a bit of a warning shot for me I think Columbus have, have kicked off to a really good season if we're talking about consistency didn't they lose 9-6 the other day Columbus it was Columbus it they, was uh, with the played, with Calgary it was that weren't they something like 5-1 up or 5 something up and then they Bob, lost the game 9-6 yeah had a bad day in the <laughs> office which is what Freddie Anderson had the other day does yeah. that mean that you're not putting Toronto in second place because they lost no, I know. It was just Silly. funny, wasn't it? Yeah. I think Columbus could be a worthy third. Oh, and then the island. Yeah, all right. Okay, let's, then go, we'll with, discuss... yeah, let's go with Columbus. Oh, but actually, the other thing you've got to factor in with Columbus is Panarin. What do they do with him? Because he's... He, and Bravrovsky as well. Panarin has said their superstar forward has said he doesn't want to stay. 
and he's a free agent. So what are they going to do with him? Are they going to try and get something back from him? That's 50 games. At the trade deadline? Could be a publicity stunt. At the trade deadline? I don't know. At the trade deadline, if they get rid of him, I don't know. What are they going to do? Are they going to try and trade him and get somebody who is going to come in and do great? Or are they going to trade him for futures? I heard a I heard a, a, a wild trade rumour, which wasn't a rumour, it was just someone speculating chaos. But they were saying that um, Panarin would go to uh, Pittsburgh for Kessel. And I was like, well, that's just not fair. Like, you're not allowed to have Sidney Crosby, Genny Malkin and Panarin on the same team in a run into the, the playoffs. But it could happen. Hey, that might get them their second space as we put them. <laughs> yeah, I, I would say, yeah, let's let's put them in there. But I think the Islanders could could probably give them a run the way they're playing. What would be interesting for the wildcard one and wildcard two would be to see New York Islanders and New York Rangers, don't you think? It nearly happened. I think it maybe was it last season or there was a season when they were close. And yeah, it would be interesting. I mean, I mean that, that's us ruling out Buffalo and it's ruling, us, ruling out Montreal. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So it's one of those two that goes through. And are we saying New York Islanders? I don't know, you know. I Do we think Buffalo have got it together to make a playoff run? And I wonder yeah. whether they could. Um, Jeff Skinner's been incredible for them. Jack Eichel looks like he's tearing apart worlds they've got goaltending this year do we uh, think montreal have kept enough consistency so far to show that they could keep a wild card spot i'm not sure my good feeling feels like buffalo and new york islanders get those wild card spaces right now i i will agree with you with buffalo i think they will although i'd put them probably in the second wild card spot okay um, and then that's horrific. <laughs> and then because you can't go on a. I mean, even if you've gone on a five or six game losing streak, you've gone on a ten game losing a winning streak. You've got the ability to do it. Um, and then I would say the Islanders get the other wild card spot over Montreal, just because I think Montreal are pinning all of their hopes on Max Domi and Carey Price and. Nobody expected them to do particularly well there. I feel they're overachieving a little bit. Um, well, it's interesting anyway because the people that they would then play, New York Islanders would play Washington Capitals. We'd assume that the Caps would go through out yeah. of that game. Yeah. So we'll put that through. And Tampa Bay Lightning would play Buffalo. I'd love to see it go the other way. I'd love to see the Islanders. We'd assume that Tampa will go through. Against? Toronto and Boston. <sighs> Who do we think will win out of this series? Are we going to have to back our team? Yeah. Well, and then I mean, they I get do. knocked out by Tampa, maybe. I I would say. I know this is an odd thing to say after what I just said about losing to Boston uh, this last weekend, but they've already had two bad games against Boston. I think they've got to play them again at least one more time. I think that these are happening at the right time of the year. The Leafs have still got enough time to put those behind them, but not so far that they completely forget about them and it's fresh in their mind. There will be scores to be settled. And and remember, the Leafs were so close to beating Boston last season. Yeah, I mean, 4-3. so close. And they were leading again in Game 7. 
running up to it. So if you look at it purely on that, that Boston haven't added that much, the Leafs have added big and improved big this season, your money would have to go with the Leafs, although I appreciate that's a Leafs fan saying that. Okay, but I don't o- care, Boston fans, because I don't like your team, so there. <laughs> the other matchup at the top would be Pittsburgh and Columbus. Who do we think would make it through to the second round out of those two? Pittsburgh. Really? You think they're going to yeah. have that together? I think they'll come good. Yeah? I think they'll come good. Yeah. Okay. I just think when you start looking at you know, all of the question marks that are going to be around Columbus at the time, and you've got... Pittsburgh. If if Matt Murray can start being Matt Murray again, then you know you've got too much depth. And I also think Pittsburgh will try and do stuff. I think they will try. They know their window. They are still in their window, but their window is shutting. You know, they talk about your hockey cliches. There you go. Like their window is shutting, and I think they realise that maybe they will do some moves to try and make themselves really good. It's interesting, isn't it, that with these kind of prediction things. Sometimes you almost have to take away the history of previous seasons and just look at what these first 30 games have been, what the teams look like now, who's in their team, what their injury situation is, what kind of cap space they've got, what moves might happen. And if you just did it on that, we assume, I think, a lot with Pittsburgh that, well, they've been fine for the past couple of Mm. seasons, they'll be fine this season. But we know that's not always how the game goes. No, uh, no, I think you're right. But there is definitely some merit in being there, done that. And Pittsburgh have been there and they've done it multiple times. And I don't think they'll win the Stanley Cup this year. But I, I just think that those guys like Crosby, like Malkin, like Kessel those guys will get that playoff bug and they've been there and they know how to do it. They'll beat Columbus. So then we come round to the uh, division finals, the second round. So let's stick with Pittsburgh versus Washington Capitals. Oh man, again, what a series that will be. I mean, I think that would be caps for me. Do you know what? I mean, I wouldn't want to call it, but you've got to look at it as... Is this going to be, a, be Washington. a coin toss again? No, I think you've got to go with Washington just with how Pittsburgh have been struggling so, so far. But yeah, I mean, that that's one of the ones where you could... There's no way of predicting that because of the rivalry and the history that goes between those two. Okay. And then the other game would be Tampa Bay Lightning and Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, easy. Toronto win. In what? Like four... Maybe, maybe Tampa Bay might win one. But, uh, you know, I think that's where we go. I think that's where we go. I can't bet against Toronto this year because I think they do stand a legitimate chance. And I think Tampa have got it together and I think that they could, if we if we put them through, it means that then they have an Eastern Conference final of Tampa and Washington. It can't be the same as last year. It's got it. Toronto will do it. Do you, do you honestly think that? Yeah. I think with the players that they've got, they have got the the ability to beat any team in the league. I'm so glad that we're recording this, that people can yeah. then say that you were the one that made oh, and they will. through. Oh, and they will. So then we have a Toronto Maple Leafs versus Washington Caps Eastern Conference wow. final. God, how how what a change from when they faced each other in the first round two years ago. And it's a Caps win, right? <laughs> Claire, who do you even support? Who do I just, you even support? I just... I don't. I want to no. set my bar low. Because look at the. If you're just doing this again, like if you're looking at the league, look at the league. 
Toronto are on 41 points. Washington are on like, what, 30-something? Yeah, that's very true. That's true. They're on 37. If you look again back, I know you said you don't want to look too far back, but if you look back to when Toronto played Washington a couple of years ago, they nearly, again, they nearly beat Washington. They were close. A lot of overtime, a lot of one-goal games. And look at how much Toronto have bolstered their lineup and their improvement in their players. I just don't know if they're there yet. To even go past the second round feels like amazing. But you, for you to say that they'll be conference finalists to go in the Stanley Cup final. I honestly think if they get to the conference final against Washington, they would win. The one I'm not confident about is the Tampa one. That's the one where I'm I'm letting my heart speak over my head. The if they got that far, Let's imagine, fill it in. Let's Im- see. just imagine how incredible Mitch Marner's going to be when he's full of that much like confidence from beating those teams. He's going to be unstoppable. So here we get to. We need to go back to the Western Conference. Do you know what? I'm just getting giddy thinking that this could even happen. Western Conference final. Yeah. We are saying that it would be Nashville versus Calgary. Now, oh imagine if it was a Calgary-Toronto Stanley Cup final. Imagine. I think Nashville the TV. will want it more. Oh my God, the TV viewing for that in Canada would be... Basically, the whole population would view that Calgary-Toronto game. I think Nashville would win over Calgary in a Western Conference final. I think that they're hungrier. I do. I don't know, though. Calgary just looks so good. Yeah, but this has kind of all come out of nowhere, this kind of, oh, who are they? Which is great for getting you far. You you know, you to become a your divisional champ, then to get into the conference final is something. But They've pretty much got identical records after 30 games. Pretty much identical records. I just feel like Calgary versus Toronto for a Stanley Cup final seems too pie in the sky. But there hasn't been a Cana- all Canadian final since like I don't know the nineties or something. This feels mental. I mean, I just think Nashville and Toronto. Oh. Okay, yeah, go with Nashville. I I would be cheering my head off for Calgary of in course. that game because just for that final alone Or even would be... if we take a step back, we've said that Nashville beat Winnipeg. Now imagine if it was Winnipeg versus Calgary in a Western Conference final. That in itself yeah. would be amazing. And then Winnipeg versus Toronto, Toronto in a Stanley Cup final. Line A Matthews. Oh, the headlines write themselves. <laughs> Exactly. So then we come to the all-important question, as we have asked so many of our guests to decide, who do we think is going to win the Stanley Cup this year? And right (laughs) now, in front of us, somehow, you have put Toronto Maple Leaf in the Stanley Cup final. What a surprise. I'm sure everyone will be really shocked. For me, I think it was worth it to be Caps. A Caps-Nash play would be a bit more realistic All but right, so you're saying capitals you're clearly going to say that toronto maple leafs win the stanley cup final i don't like predicting the stanley cup final results because it's so can like it could so change so i'm i'm gonna go so here so you're differing here you're saying washington would will get through to the stanley i think cup that final. nashville will win the so stanley cup nashville versus washington yeah but i think nashville will win so it doesn't matter about what our okay. thing is at the moment i'm still saying that nashville but are you saying that toronto would win over nashville yeah 
Okay, so Claire says <laughs> Nashville. Hell, why not? Jolon. It's half my podcast, I can say what I like, can't I? Yeah, why not? Is dreaming oh with God. Toronto imagine, Maple Leafs. Imagine. Leaf. They are going to get knocked out in the first round. See, that's what I think for the Leafs. That they, they're, the Stanley Cup will get easier for them. Not because the games will get easier, but because the monkey comes off their back against Boston. You're talking absolute poo. Tampa Bay, I think, would be the toughest matchup in they're that whole thing. They're going to be exhausted beating Boston in seven games. They're not going to be They're then going to be exhausted seven. beating Tampa Bay Lightning in seven games. They're then going to be exhausted beating Washington Capitals in seven games. And then you've got to have <laughs> a game. Good. And you think they're going to win against Nashville, who've had probably it quite easy against Dallas. They'll have had a battle with Winnipeg, and I think they could be all right against Calgary. I think you're right. If you look at if you look at that run, but then there's the, the other route to there's the, the final. There's the flip side to that argument that if you play the best teams, you've got to play the best teams to win the Stanley Cup. And if you play them and beat them early on, then who knows? Well, we're going to tweet this uh, <laughs> at NHL fans from afar, and, and actually, if you are brave enough, see if you can just have a work through what we've just done. Yeah. See, because. It's interesting to kind of do these things, isn't it? I think, where does the land lie? We're 30 games in. We're not even halfway through. But it's so... Yeah, I, I like these kind of, ooh, if, buts mm. and maybes. And exactly that's where the title comes because you just... This whole podcast, this whole podcast is basically being done so that we can put together a bracket challenge that will make for a great podcast when the season's done. Where, when we compare... <laughs> That what actually happened in real life and what we predicted back in December. I will, I would be, oh, I mean, if Toronto win the Stanley Cup, I won't care, but I will be over the moon if we can match up, I would say, probably three first round games. I you think know, if we've done you know that, what I've got to say, up. I did the bracket challenge um, in the playoff run yeah. early this year. And I actually came 252nd in the Did whole you? of the fan world of brackets for my general bracket. Yeah, you. I always do two. I always do a stupid one yeah. and then a normal, sensible, I've thought about it one. Yeah, and I came 252nd. That's, uh, I felt like I needed to get a certificate. Can I ask you a question? This is maybe how we end the podcast. Well, we've still got two things to mention. Oh, have we? Oh, okay. Um, how did you predict on your bracket last year? I can't Toronto remember. Toronto versus Boston. Probably put Boston oh, looking you, looking at the way that I fan. think. Oh. Looking at the way I think. Right, couple of other things to mention. Yeah. So poor Blackhawks, who are having a terrible run, mm. they've now got to go and face our beloved Boston Bruins at the Winter Classic. You yeah. heard about this in the Notre Dame Stadium? They're going to do the Winter Classic on the first of January. Mm-hmm. Ouch. You know, you've just been. Maybe that's just to kind of soften the blow with the fans to keep them keep them entertained. But I love I love the Winter Classic when my team's involved in it. I kind of I I don't care about it if it's another team, and I guess that must be just the case. Which is why I can never understand why Chicago have been involved with something like two thirds of the Winter Classic. So they're always involved. I think they're great. Like they're a great thing. And I feel for Chicago having to go and play Boston. But what I'd say, if you're a Chicago fan, is that weird things can happen Can happen in games like that. Mm-hmm. If you play outdoors, if you play in a big stage and all this kind of stuff, then things can happen. And Don't yeah. play in a white jersey. 
Oh, yeah. What? Who thought of that idea last Wasn't year? Wasn't it the Leafs who played yeah. in a white jersey with white gloves and white socks and white everything? Who thought of that? I bought that jersey because it looked great as a jersey, but... You need to remortgage your weird. house to buy that kind of stuff. Yeah. Actually, I didn't because I bought it Just at the end of the season. Just for the postage. I was in Toronto yeah. and I bought it at the end of the season, so it was discounted. The other thing that I always look for is All-Star Weekend. and so Do you? I do. I actually, oh, I do. I, 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 you know, come on, I love my stats. I love my geeky stuff. Love it. Couldn't give a monkeys. I, I love the stuff around it. And actually, they've opened up the vote at the moment, haven't they, for the captains of all the different teams. Yeah. In the, you can vote the captains as um, uh, the goalies as the captains. Can you? You can. So you can go. They've got Mitch that Marner shows. in there, uh, Tavares, Freddie Anderson's in there. Yeah. So imagine. That shows how little it matters. If you can do something you can't do in the regular season, like make the goaltender a captain. I just went and voted for the goalie in each of the Of course you did. <laughs> Freddie Anderson, the best NHL the best NHL goaltender this season and the first ever captain to be a goaltender. Yeah. Come on. How cool is that? I and just then- I find with the 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 All-Star thing i i enjoy watching like little clips of conor mcdavid skating faster than you know road runner and all of this kind of stuff but the game have you actually watched the game oh i'm normally falling asleep by that point but i like all the tricksy bits awful yeah it goes on forever doesn't it and then the fact that they're even interviewing them in as the game's going on just shows how little everyone's concentrating but it was a great story with brian boyle being there that was great yeah um, that was a real classy move i was actually um tidied up and moving on my bedroom round whilst I was watching the All-Star game this year for yeah. some weird reason. So yeah, anyway, uh, I don't just, even know why I told you that. I do, it's just, I, what I would love, I will start watching the, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll watch the All-Star weekend game if uh, the Washington Capitals send Tom Wilson in there and Vegas send Ryan <laughs> Reeves and uh, Boston send Brad Marchand and uh, Toronto sends Zach Hyman, the newfound monster that is Zach Hyman. <laughs> Send them. They meet in, up before that. And I want to see the biggest hit. There you go. It's not going to happen at All Star Weekend, is it? But imagine if it did. Hockey cliches. So we were. I, I was laughing that the NHL posted this thing about hockey cliches. I retweeted the YouTube link on our Twitter channel at yeah. NHL Fans from Afar. And it did make me laugh, actually. It's got things like pucks deep. Stick to our systems. <sighs> play the full 60. Uh, when you put the puck on the net, good things happen. Uh, pucks on net, dirty errors, dirty goals. But what had got me thinking about it was Ken Hitchcock's first presser. Mm. Um, it went on forever, first of all. It felt like it was like about 15 minutes long or something. And he kept saying the phrase, hold the ice. Oh, now, I know, yeah. Even Milan the Lucic guys needs to hold the ice. Even the guys on Hockey Central uh, were saying, but what does he mean, hold the ice? <laughs> and he just kept using this phrase. And apparently he's always used this phrase and it just means get in front of the net and good things will happen. It's the same, just be there, get your stick down and just be ready so that you just get those kind of So why don't goals. you say get in front of the net? Hold the ice. Get in front of the net. Say what it actually means. Hold the ice. Pucks deep is one that I hate. So on Hockey Night in Canada on uh, Saturday night, I'm pretty sure it was during Don Cherry's bit, I think, Coach's Corner. But um, or anyway, at some point they highlighted how many players say pucks deep in 
interviews during the game. They played and after that it. YouTube video. Yeah, that so that's tweeted, featured yeah. in there. And it's just ridiculous because I can see, you know, good things do happen when you dump the puck in. But actually, it's not great for the fans. Like, it's not the thing that fans want to hear. The fans want to see the play kind of, you know, the players pass it through the, the Ozone and go get into the Ozone and and pass it around this whole kind of pucks deep thing is like okay you get over the halfway point and then you hit it in then it's turned over and before you know it you've got a game that's just going back and forth but yeah there's so many of these get the w (laughs) w some of these some of these are lost on us as brits i think turn up on time ah if i hear babcock say that one more time this this season we just didn't turn up on time we need to turn up on time well change your watches like you've all got smartphones how can you not turn up on time? <laughs> National it? anthem, then you play. I was laughing at um, a comment that we got on Twitter. Um, who is it from? I think he's a Habs fan uh, in Taiwan, actually. <laughs> of course. There we've got listeners in Taiwan. Uh, active sticks. When is a stick not active? Can you purposely inactivate a stick? <laughs> Goalie wishes he had that one back. No crap. They wish they had them all back. He's good at finding the quiet ice. You mean get open, right? So that made me that made me yeah. chuckle. It's yeah, we should goal. I I I like the. I bet the goalkeeper wish he could have that one back, because that's just a way of them saying he should have saved that. Like yeah. Freddie Anderson, multiple times the other night, would have liked to have had that one back. And I think it's just almost highlighting that some shots are just not the goaltender's fault, and there's nothing you can do. Whereas actually, some of them. Yeah, you'd have that one back, wouldn't you? Yeah. But you're right. I mean, <laughs> of course, they'd have them all back if they had the choice. Well, this may be a podcast episode that we live to regret, but uh, <laughs> we're putting it out there. Next week, we're talking New York Rangers um, with a chap who's one of three people who actually run uh, the UK fan group for New York Rangers. So they go mm. out and see plenty of games. They love their American sports. They've been going for quite a while. Um, so it'd be fascinating to hear... Um, about the community behind uh, all the NHL fans. So if you're a New York Rangers fan and you don't know this group, then this might be great for you. But we want more of you um, to come forth so we can book you in for the new year and get around as many of these teams. Um, the details of ways to get in contact with us are at NHL fans from afar on Twitter. And then we're just NHL fans from afar at gmail.com. And don't forget to uh, subscribe because we pump out this podcast um if you subscribe you get it early you get it the night before uh, and normally it comes out on thursday mornings and thank you for your uh, reviews as well uh, on apple Podcasts. they're great thank you i want to ask the uh, new york rangers guys next week how does it feel to support the the only team that that charge more for tickets than the maple leafs do <laughs> madison square gardens is to have to, to try I looked at trying to get tickets for there once and the amount of money you have to spend to get into that arena to watch the hockey is insane but I mean yeah really interesting hit like you know original six franchise um, and it will be good to chat to those guys on the uh, podcast next week how are you watching the games this week you get to watch them live I'm on so, some night shifts I think I might get you? to mm. um, so I'm um, I'm actually going to have a couple of days off anyway so it will probably be daytime viewing for me the Tampa Bay one on Thursday will probably be a Friday afternoon although do I really want to kickstart my weekend with that 
I don't know. But yeah, no, it'll be daytime viewing for me. So keeping off social media. Well, judging by your Stanley Cup uh, bracket prediction here, that could be an interesting <laughs> one for Maple Leafs and <laughs> yeah. Tampa Bay. If Tampa Bay destroy Toronto Maple Leafs, I think Jalen might be uh, editing no. our bracket challenge that currently sits in front of us. Do you have an iPhone? Do you have an iPhone? Yes. So you know the whole screen time thing? Yes. So I got a weekly report from my phone the other day saying that it was something like 28% down on uh, last week. And uh, I can only put that down to the fact that I watched two Leafs games late the following day. So my phone was basically just off for the whole entire time so I didn't see the score. So... <laughs> If you want to down your screen time, if your screen time is too high, then start following a North American sports team because it will absolutely decimate the amount of time you spend on your phone. There you go. (laughs) You're welcome. There you go. Um, Have a great week wherever you are a uh, fan watching, listening, avoiding, or just inhaling your NHL uh, love. Uh, We will be back next week. 